This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company. And this is not the podcast. Uh, episode zero? I don't know. Being recorded on Wednesday. It's August the 3rd, 2022. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. Smash Hits. HBO Original Series. And now, the HBO Original Series. Not the podcast. Feel like I need to do some kind of preparation. <laughs> Not quite ready to go in here. Oh, and I don't have the thing on the right button. Shit! Oh, I pushed the wrong button. Ah! Well, there we go. That's a that's a fucking auspicious start, I guess. Son of Easton, my friend. Son of Easton, welcome. You've managed to tune in, latch on, otherwise download that stream of bits known around the world as. Not the podcast. Yes, this is not the podcast you're expecting. This is not the podcast you're hoping for. This is not the podcast I was planning on doing, and yet here we are. My name is Robin Goldstein. <laughs> I'm your host. I'm your buddy, and I'm your pal. I'm also a straight white Buddhist vegetarian, lesbian fraternity boy, trapped in the body of a recovering transsexual woman, patent attorney with a bizarre sense of humor and a master's degree in city planning, and I am thrilled and delighted to welcome each and every one of you one probably being the operative number here, to uh, this inaugural recording of my new regular weekly podcast, maybe? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm, I'm, and I don't even know if this is the one that I'm going to use at this point, this particular audio. I'm still kind of doing a shakeout here, but uh, anyhow... Uh, Oh, oh, and that's all the sound I get, too. So that's a even the extension. <laughs> wow, this is really fucked up. Okay, fine. Let's see. Uh, we Before we get going, we should say hello to our regular guests. Oh, and I am in the wrong... Yes, yeah, so I fucked that up. Let's do it again. There we go. Oh, Stop laughing. It's not funny. It is funny. fairy going to... Take off my penis. It's none of your business. It may be silly, but I guess we have to ask it. Are you are you are you gay? It's none of your business. Nonsense, babber. English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? This is crap. It's just radio. I'm Brian Cox. All right, here we go. Good, fine, very nice. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, and as I say, I don't know whether this is the thing I'm going to use, but we'll just keep this going here. Um, I have been thinking about... So, I... Okay, fine. Hi, I'm Robin. Very nice to meet you. And if you've stumbled across this stream of bits known around the world as not the podcast, um, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, I am uh, a very uh, OG podcaster. I am someone who has a bit of a background in radio, uh, um, among many other things that we'll sort of explore over time and space. Um, but I, I uh, did radio when I was a little kid, and little being sort of in my teens in a local AM station in upstate New York, and then did radio at college uh, on WZLY, the Wellesley College radio station. And then, uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe, something like that. Maybe not. I don't even remember. Time is a fucking weird concept. Um, I wound up getting back into radio and wound up doing uh, talk radio on AM 1080 KSCO, which is a 10,000-watt station in Santa Cruz, California. 
I did a number of shows there, and then uh, the bug obviously never left me, and I wound up doing streaming radio before there were podcasts, because I think there before there were sort of iPods, we had this sort of streaming radio called Shoutcast and Icecast. Uh, kids ask your grandparents about this. And, uh, and I did a Shoutcast stream on Saturday mornings, I think it was, from my little home studio here. Uh, it had to be live, and then I had a little server set up. And anyhow, and then podcasting became a thing with the iPod, and I did a podcast for, I guess, around 10, 7 years, something like that. Did about 80, 90 episodes of a podcast, a weekly podcast called Schnauzer Logic. Uh, and so some of you uh, who may have stumbled across this or may stumble across this may remember Schnauzer Logic. This is not Schnauzer Logic. This will have elements of Schnauzer Logic. And one of the things I'm trying to figure out is how many of those elements of Schnauzer Logic I want to bring forward and how much I want to sort of recognize that this is not 2006 and I'm not the person that I was back in 2006. And um, that's both good and bad. And, uh, and so uh, anyhow, uh, did a podcast for many, many years. Um, and, uh, and then as, uh, things happen, uh, the, the ability to focus time and attention, uh, got away from me and used to do it with lots of different folks. And, um, and in my studio here had a setup where multiple chairs and multiple microphones. And then, um, over the years, many people sort of said to me, Hey, why aren't you doing your podcast anymore? And, and sort of never lost the bug to want to get behind a microphone and talk to people and talk with people. And, and, uh, and when the pandemic happened a couple of years ago, it, it occurred to me that that would be a great opportunity to do a podcast again. And I had an idea for doing a podcast. And I, the original idea that I had for doing a podcast um, was based upon, uh, again, we'll talk about things over the years. I spent uh, 22 years at Apple. Uh, in a wide range of roles, I started there originally as a uh, as an attorney, um, but was also a senior engineering manager. I ran a software engineering team back in the day, and I did product marketing. and I was an instructor at Apple University, and ultimately became a product person and worked on the Apple Watch. and I I I, I have massive ADD, and so. Uh, but one of the things that was always very amusing to me um, is in uh, in the lobby of uh, Infinite Loop 4, which is where the original uh, cafeteria was, where we all ate, there was this quote from Steve, which is kind of a weirdly mangled uh, quote that he gave, I believe, to Brian Williams uh, on a TV interview uh, where Brian said to, to Steve, effectively, you're not a big fan of nostalgia. Uh, Steve did not believe in looking backwards. He tended to only look forwards. And, and Steve's quote was, if you do something and it turns out pretty good, don't dwell on it too long. Just go do something else wonderful. And I thought, I like the idea of something else wonderful, so I'm going to do a podcast called Something Else Wonderful. And so I had an idea to do a podcast called Something Else Wonderful, and I began to put together the elements of Something Else Wonderful, uh, and I thought that what that might be would be a kind of interview show. This was, this was my idea. This was 
a couple of years ago, I think it was, during the pandemic. But And in fact, I probably had this idea even earlier because I think what I wound up doing was registering the domain something else wonderful. And, uh, and, and then, oh, and I just... I just hit the microphone cable here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very fucking sloppy with my studio technique and there's noises in the background and, but that's okay. This will get better week over week as time goes on. And right now I think this is just fine to keep going, get me into practice of talking. Um, so I had this idea of doing something else wonderful and I registered the domain, something else wonderful. And then I think I forgot that I'd registered the domain, something else wonderful. And then when I, during the pandemic, when I thought I'm going to do this podcast called something else wonderful, um, I will. Uh, I, I went to look to register the domain, and I realized if somebody else had registered the domain. It's like motherfucker, somebody else has the domain. Something else wonderful, and of course, then I realized me. I'm the one who has the domain. Something else wonderful. So, I am. Uh, I have a garage full of stuff, including apparently domains that I own that I didn't even realize. And and the idea was for something else wonderful that I would come up with a series of. Uh, questions. Uh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 questions, much in the form of James Lipton's Inside the Actors Studio, um, which was uh, which was kind of a derivation of the Bernard Pivot series of questions, which I believe was a derivation of the Marcel Proust series of questions. And the idea was that I would ask everyone the same questions, right? You ask everyone the same questions so that, and you can give people the questions in advance. So it's not a kind of a gotcha interview. Uh, I had done many of those on the air. Not really gotcha, but I'd done many interviews when I was at KSCO and when I did Schnauzer Logic and the podcast and also the radio show where I would talk with folks and you sort of try to think of a question in real time, which often means that you're not thinking about the answer. And so you're not really having the kind of engaged conversation, you know, uh, conversation 2.0, as my uh, as my friend Randy Nelson likes to refer to it. Um, you're not having that because what you're doing is you're trying to think about what the next question is to keep the the show moving forward, right? This kind of forward momentum that's really important in, in radio and podcasts. You don't want it to kind of get stuck. And so I thought, well, if we, if we all know what the questions are in advance, you have a chance to think about them in advance, then it's not kind of a gotcha thing. And so then you will have thought about the question. It may not be completely spontaneous. There'll be an element of, of preparation and performance in it, which is fine. But then we'll have a chance, an opportunity. I hit the microphone cord again, so that suggests to me that whatever I'm doing here to kind of create this this location of the microphone cord, I got to move it because right now I'm... I'm sitting here in my studio, by the way, wildly gesticulating with my hands. I don't have a camera turned on. I may or may not put a camera on this down the road. We'll see. Um, I didn't want to be self-conscious for this test episode, and so I didn't turn a camera on. I do have a camera. It can look at me. I'm fine with that, um, as long as I don't have to look back at it later. But um, but clearly, I'm, but even though I'm sitting here by myself in a second bedroom, which is not too sad, um, I am wildly gesticulating with my hands, which I just hit the elbow on the table next to me. And so I keep hitting the court. Anyhow, um, it occurred to me that what we would do is we'd have real conversations because we could kind of dig into it. And of the 20, 10, 15, 20 questions, you know, some of them might be throwaways. We didn't get into it, but some of them might have an interesting answer because the other person would have thought about it. It wouldn't be off the cuff. And then I could like focus on their answers rather than focus on the questions. One of the things that I learned as an interviewer um, over the years is if, you know, the, the worst kind of interviewer is when you're basically talking and waiting to talk, right? That's, that's, and then the best kind of interview is when you're actually listening, right? And, 
uh, you know, people joke that acting is reacting, right? And so what I wanted to do was to kind of be in the moment and listen. So I came up with a series of of these questions uh, and created a podcast, never never recorded, never broadcast, never, you can't find it, called Something Else Wonderful. And I have a series of these 20 questions, right? In the conversation, I prepared an interview sheet and We'll make all this stuff available to folks so that you'll be able to sort of see it. Um, but uh, and and so I and I and I created sound effects and music and all of this kind of stuff for this, and I was really excited about it. Uh, and was getting ready to do this podcast. And what I had done was uh, over the last couple of years, uh, I, I I I started. I I have very uh, good musical genes. Uh, on my dad's side of my family. My, my dad played piano. His mom was uh, played instruments. His aunt, uh, I think, taught piano. His uncle uh, was a violinist on the ships that used to go back and forth between the United States and Cuba uh, when that was a possibility. Uh, I have a cousin from that side of the family. He's also a multi-instrumental. So anyhow, so we're, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. I'm blessed that I play many, many instruments, started playing piano when I was very young and um, and played lots of instruments, but never played uh, string instruments, never played guitar or anything like that. And a number of years ago, I, uh, and always wanted to, that was really the thing I wanted to do. I'm a child of the seventies and really wanted to be able to play, you know, folk songs and Jackson Brown and, you know, and those kinds of things, Creedence Clearwater and that, that stuff. And so um, a bunch of years ago, long story short, picked up the a ukulele for uh, that's a weird story fun story but anyhow and i'll tell it at some point picked up the ukulele that got me into playing stringed instruments that then led me to the guitar and by the way i already owned multiple guitars even though i didn't play any stringed instruments i already had uh i think one classical and uh one electric guitar and i might have did i own a uh, uh, just an acoustic. I don't know. So I owned two or three guitars, right? A classical, I guess, but let's, let's say, you know, uh, let, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Let's assume that I owned one of each kind of guitar. I owned a classical guitar, I owned an electrical gu- electric guitar, and I owned an acoustic guitar before I knew how to play any fucking kind of guitar. Um, but I did, uh, start to play the ukulele and, um, the nice thing about the ukulele is it's only four strings rather than six. And so when you're starting out, all the chords use all the strings, which is different than the guitar. Um, in addition, the strings are all nylon. None of them are wrapped in steel. And so while you still have to build up some kind of callus on your finger, um, it's very it, it, it's not as painful and it doesn't take as long. Um, it's a very little happy sound. Uh, you can learn three or four chords pretty quickly. A lot of the chords require you to use one finger. Some of the chords require you to use just two fingers. And so it's a thing where you can start to play a song that's recognizable to you very, very quickly. And and that's great because the hardest thing about learning a new skill, whether it's a musical, especially a musical instrument, I think it's probably true with languages and other things as well. But one of the hardest things is, especially as an adult student, the frustration of like, you know, tick tock motherfucker, time is running out. I don't have all of this time to 
figure out what it is that I'm going to, you know, do and and get proficient at it. So I don't want to spend the first year learning scales and theory. Like I want to start making songs to make me happy. And the nice thing about the ukulele is you can learn three or four chords really very quickly and start playing and singing along. And, you know, my joke used to be, if you don't know the chord, just sing louder. And, and, um, the other nice thing is that I discovered along the way that the first uh, that that the that the four strings of the ukulele are uh, exactly the same, uh, except uh, tuned slightly higher in frequency than the than the four thinnest strings on the guitar. Which means that any chord that you're playing, right, that uses you know the first, second, third, or fourth string on the ukulele. Well, those are the only strings, right? If you move your finger, if you hold your finger in the exact same shape, you know, two fingers next to each other or like a little bowling ball triangle, uh, like, and you put that on a guitar, right, in the same place in the guitar, you'll play a chord. It'll be, it'll be transposed. It'll be, it'll be lower in frequency because uh, of the, the, the length of the neck of the guitar. It's longer, and so therefore it's lower in frequency. But it'll be the same. And that insight, that kind of aha moment was like, oh, fuck, like I'm already playing some of these chords. So uh, C is the same as a G if you're missing two fingers and that kind of thing. And so that then led me into the guitar. There's a point of the story. You will find that I am uh, capable of talking for extremely long periods of time without taking a breath. Anyhow, so the point of the story is, so I am uh, playing guitar. I've now self-taught, been playing for a few years, uh, get to the pandemic uh, and decide that one of the things that I would like to do during the pandemic is take guitar lessons. And uh, there is a an amazing uh, uh, musician. Uh, her name is uh, Leah Wilbaum. She is the founder, singer, songwriter, lead guitarist of a band called Slothrust. I'm I'm hesitant to characterize them as kind of a punk uh, alternative pop. I don't really know because she is uh, uh, a trained musician and I think that her style continues to evolve. Uh, and so I wouldn't want to categorize her, but anyhow, I, uh, found, uh, fell in love with, uh, Sloth Rust through a TV show called You're the Worst, a comedy, um, where they used a little bit of a Sloth Rust song as the theme song. I don't know, 10 seconds or 15 seconds at the beginning of the show, a little snippet. And I thought to myself, it's one of those things where you kind of hear it. It's like love at first sight or love at first listen for this piece of music. And it's like, wait a second, what the fuck is that? And who the fuck is that? And I re- found out that it was Slothrust and Leah Wellbaum and they were coming to the San Francisco Bay Area and I went up and saw them play and, and then I met her and then I sent her a text. And so we became friendly-ish online. You know, I mean, I'm a fan and don't want to be a stalker, but sort of she was very, very friendly. And, you know, I had questions about guitar and technique and she was great about that. And I had said to her, do you ever do lessons? Because they were in L.A. And and I would go down to L.A. occasionally because I've got family down there. And she said, I do, but like we're touring now. They had started to get pretty big before the pandemic and they were touring all over the United States and they were touring all over the world. And she goes, not really now. And so I said, that's fine. And anyhow, cut to the pan, cut to the pandemic. (laughs) 
phrase I never thought I'd say. And uh, and so what happened was it was like she uh, we were you know every now and then we would text back and forth with each other. I would I would write something and record it and put it up online and I'd send it to her and try to get some feedback. And she was always very generous with her time. And and so she sent me back a note and she said I like the really last thing I I really like the last thing that you did. And you know we're not touring and I have some time. Are you still interested in lessons? I was thinking about maybe choosing a few students and doing some online lessons and trying that. And I thought oh this is great. A, I have some free time now. B, I'm much better than I was when I asked you potentially for lessons years ago, right? I mean, I'm I'm self-taught, so that's both good and bad. But, but what it does mean is um, we don't need to do a lot of the basics. And so we started doing lessons together. Every week for an hour, an hour and 10 minutes, we would do a Zoom lesson together, um, which was amazing. And so to do 50 hours of lessons with this person whose music and style and technique and mastery that I really enjoy uh, and appreciate and um, sort of would hope to be, you know, aspire to, although I, I don't have the time necessary to get to that level of mastery. But nevertheless, I, I can get to a point where I can satisfy myself. And so we were doing this. And, and so um, I'm taking guitar lessons and we're sort of moving to the point where we're moving beyond basic theory and technique and we're talking about composition and we're talking about strong structure and we're talking about arranging and all those kind of things. Because in my mind, you know, it's not too late for me to become, you know, the next you know, uh, Sarah McLaughlin or, or, you know, Joni Mitchell or Billy Joel or, you know, like, I mean, in my head, right? In my head, because I think that um, being slightly delusional um, adds a kind of spice to life. And so, uh, and so, and I, and also I have music in my head. Uh, I, I'm, and I always assume, and maybe you have the same kind of experiences. Like I, I've always assumed uh, wrong, wrongfully that other people have the same kind of life and same kind of desires and same kind of interests that I do. I remember years and years and years ago when I wanted to be on the radio, uh, that I was talking to someone and I said, doesn't everybody want to be on the radio? And I was talking to a good friend of mine, Kim, and she looked at me and like, I don't think she could have looked any more horrified. She's like, no, no, I don't want to be anywhere near a fucking microphone. Like it was, that was, that was the least interesting thing in the world to her. And I thought, oh my God, like I can't wait to be behind a microphone. I just love the opportunity to kind of talk and hear myself and I, I don't know exactly what that process is, but I just, I love it. And so I just assume everybody hears music all the time. Like they get up and they start humming song, original works of music, you know, little, and, and I'm guessing I'm not the only one in the world that does this. And it may be more common than I realize. but so yeah, so I was at music in my head. So we moved beyond traditional kinds of, you know, learning technique to writing and composing. And I mentioned to her that I was, here's where this intersection, you just, you just have to hang with me, right? These things eventually tie together. In my head, it all fucking makes sense. I promise. Um, that I mentioned to her that uh, that I was going to be doing a podcast. And she said, oh, and, and, and I said, I'm wondering, like, maybe you'd be willing to be a guest on the podcast. Because I figured, like, it'd be nice to start off with getting people that I know to kind of test these things. And because I wrote these something else wonderful questions in a way that I thought... 
I could ask them for anybody. And so if you are hearing this, and by the end of this, I'll give you a, uh, a way to get in touch with me so that you can, if you'd like to be a guest on Something Else Wonderful comp- portion of one of these shows, then, then that will be great. And so I thought, well, that'll be perfect. Like, she can do that. And she said to me, what are you doing for theme music? Because one of the things that she does as a working musician is she will write theme music for people, right? For money, not a bad thing. And I said, oh, you know, I just, I, I, I licensed some needle drop, which is basically like a library of music that's been, you know, written specifically for this kind of thing, you know, in industrial films or commercial ventures or regular TV commercials, those kind of tunes that you hear online, you know, you don't know the name of the composer, but they're, they're real pieces of music that people write. And, and I, and you can license those, right? And these days using somebody else's music, um, and then putting the stuff on a podcast or on YouTube or any places for sure going to get a copyright notification because the software is able to hear that stuff. And the last thing that I want to do is to get copyright infringement, especially someone who was trained as an intellectual property attorney. Yes. One of my backgrounds. And so I thought, okay, well that, that's not going to fucking happen. So uh, I'll just license a piece of music. And I found a piece of music from a Japanese composer, a little jazz piece of music that I really liked. And, uh, and so I said, oh no, I've already done that. I said, you know, the music is the least interesting part of this. And she looked horrified. We do these things on Zoom. And she said to me, she looked as horrified when I said the music was the least interesting part of this as Kim did when I said, well, doesn't everybody want to be on the radio? She looked horrified and she said, no, no, the music is the most important part of the podcast. And you know, like, duh. Um, and she said, because that's like, that's the first thing you hear that sets the tone, that sets the stage, that, that kind of lays out the table for everyone to understand what the show is going to be about. And so if you're going to do a podcast, you need to write your own fucking music. And so here I was just minutes away from starting a podcast. And I thought in, because in my head, I thought she's right. I, I need to write my own fucking music. And and I I suppose I can. I mean I thought I could. And by the way, the the opening theme of this show and the closing theme of the show cuz I'll play it twice cuz I I wrote that music. I wrote and recorded the little theme music for this particular show. That was me sitting around in the living room messing around in the guitar, got a little rhythm and a song kind of thing in my head, put it together, instrumented it here in the studio. And so I'm very proud of the fact that I wrote my own theme music, but it took me, I don't know, six, eight months more. And what it meant was like, I'm not now doing my podcast. Like I, so, so I realized I can't do, I I have this tendency to say like, if there's four steps and it goes A, B, C, D, like I can't do step C before I do step B, which has to follow step A, which of course life doesn't fucking work that way. I mean, I understand that. I'm an adult. I have gray hair and, and sometimes you do things out of order. In fact, anyone who does anything in the creative arts, uh, especially these days, understands that much of life is done out of order in particular because we just don't have that kind of control. It's, it's illusory. And so we can't, we can't do that. So anyhow, I was never able to get around to doing that particular podcast until I figured out what it was that I was going to do with the music. And then I got the music. And at that point, sort of the rest of my world had changed. I don't know. It took some number of months and I was now further away from where I wanted to be. I'm looking, I think it was probably in June or July of last year. And when we got to August of last year, I was going through some mental health issues 
always open and honest about those kind of things. And uh, relating, I think, to probably physical health issues, but there were certainly mental health issues that were going on. And so I needed to have, you know, I was looking for therapy at that point. And, and I'll talk about that in some future episode of this podcast. But the bottom line was I was not able initially to find a therapist. I did find a therapist who then ghosted me. <laughs> Which is unfucking believable and true, like after a session. So, um, so you know, come for the depression and stay for the abandonment. But in any event, uh, and so then I thought to myself, well, I should just do like a podcast called Therapy Minus One, right? Which is effectively me just talking for a half an hour because that's mostly what this winds up being in some event in any event um and i and i did ultimately find a therapist through one of these online services the one's called better help i think and uh not an endorsement or recommendation i know everybody has different kind of experiences but for me this has been a a profoundly beneficial therapeutic relationship still do it on a weekly basis but people have asked me about it and they say well you know how is it and i said it's only slightly better than talking to myself in a mirror for half an hour and I realized like the podcast was about the same thing. And I thought, well, maybe what I could do is I could do a podcast called Therapy Minus One, right? Where I could, so I had an idea for another podcast. And then I had an idea for another podcast and another podcast and another podcast. And, and eventually I realized that, that what I was now in the business of doing was coming up with ideas for podcasts, but not actually ever creating a fucking podcast, right? And I, and, and I got stuck in this not creating a podcast space. And I thought, well, what I should do is kind of create a kind of catch-all omnibus podcast uh, that will be a repository for whatever it is that I want to talk about. And we'll call it not the podcast because this was not the podcast that I was expecting to record. This is not the podcast I was expecting to make. This is not the podcast, if you're an old Schnauzer Logic listener, that you were expecting to hear. And yet, this is the podcast that we have and we love and we're going to do. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I... Oh, yes. One of the things that I realized... 60 seconds remaining. Is that uh, I have the ability by myself to talk for an hour or more... And these days, nobody wants to hear that. And so these shows will be 30 minutes maximum. And the way that I do that is I will have it automatically on my music board here. Give me an alarm and Gordon Ramsay yelling at me. And so we're done. And there you go. So uh, this is the first episode. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can. Uh, the number, is, you can send an email. It's robin at notthepodcast.show. Robin at notthepodcast.show. Uh, you can also call or text 470-PODCAST. That's 470-PODCAST. Uh-oh. Shit. All right. 470-PODCAST or robin at notthepodcast.show. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Oh, see, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how this all came together. Ah, see, our, this is the music that I wrote. I'm so proud of this. I'm very pleased. I know it's not, uh, you know, it sounds like the kind of music that you would license, right? It's not the kind of music that you would necessarily... It, this is not the podcast, and this is not the music. <laughs> Anyhow, um, thank you all so very much for letting me 
jabber in your ear for 30 minutes. My name is Robin Goldstein. We will do this again. I will use this as audio to put up online someplace. Uh, send an email, robin at notthepodcast.show or 470podcast. We'll have other ways. We'll do Twitter and that other stuff. But see you next time. Bye. This is over now, and you just got to deal with it. I want you to know it's over. It's over, Jenny. It's over. It's over. Go away. It's over, Harvey. I'm sorry. I need to get on with my life. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Elvis has left the building. This is the Schnauzer Logic Radio Company.